I'm Dee. I'm Alicia. And welcome to Tea Over Interiors. Today, we're actually going to be talking about what to expect with a design consultation. That's good stuff. People should be aware of what they should accept and what they shouldn't accept and what they should expect and what they should not expect. Two different things. Yes. While everyone runs their business differently, we're going to give you the most common best practices that we know of and we've seen and we practice ourselves. Before we get to that, Alicia, I need to know, girl, what you sipping on? Oh, and some white pumpkin tea. What's in this white pumpkin tea? You're always sending me the best tea. I am sending you the best teas because guess what? Soon, I'm going to be telling you where I get all these teas from, Alicia. I know. You are not going to be in the dark. Okay, Alicia, so your white pumpkin is delicate pumpkin with notes of cream, coconut, and a whisper of spice. Lovely. I love the description of these teas from this company. It's so cute. So I am sipping on salted caramel. Yeah, it's a flavor that I like. It's time for Teas Randomness. Alicia, so did you know that many people actually aren't opposed to buying a haunted, I'm quoting, doing air quotes, to buying a haunted home? Data shows it. In a survey conducted by Realtor.com, 33% of people said they were open to living in a haunted house. And 25% said they might be open to the idea. So... Can you believe that? I can believe it because I don't think they really believe the house is haunted. Yeah. I think that's what it is. If they knew it was legitimately haunted, I don't think they would be messing with that. So. Yeah. What do you think? I don't think so either. I think it would be, it would make for like a fun story. Like, can you believe this house is haunted? And then like nothing happens. Like the people that moved into the Amityville house after everybody said it was haunted. They lived there for like all those years and it was like, yeah, no, nothing happened. But anyway. On to today's topic. Alicia, what to expect when you decide after you've spoken to a designer and you've had the discovery call with them and you say, you know what, let's move forward. I want you to come out to my house and check it out. Everything that I've talked to you about and, you know, I figure out where we go from there. So as a designer, your response is? As a designer, your response is, great. I will love to come and look at your home. And what we'll do is we'll do a walk through the property. We'll talk about the rooms that you want to focus on. And I would love for you to spend some time thinking about what your budget is for the furniture, pictures, and equipment. Whatever it is that the customer wants to purchase to put into the house. Then... If the customer is able to do that, at least when the designer comes, the designer can give the client some ideas about what needs to be done in order to pull all of those items together. Maybe they can take some very general measurement. They can discuss what the deliverables will be, whether the client wants them to provide drawings and layouts and floor plan, base planning, what it is that will be delivered upon completion and in what progressive stages will you first be presenting a plan or will you do a breakdown of the entire house as opposed to doing 
just one room at a time. And then will you go back and decide which rooms you're going to do and how much you're going to allocate financially, you know, budget-wise to those rooms. But budget is really, really key. And a lot of people don't want to talk budget. They, they have a feeling that if the conversation goes too much in the direction of budget, the designer may sell to the budget or design to the budget. So they want the designer to tell them what the budget can be. Yet, I have learned in my 35 years of doing this that people do have a budget. They know exactly how much they can allocate to the project. They may not want to tell you because they think you're going to back into that amount, or they may not want to tell you because they feel a little embarrassed about it. But my thought is, you are dealing with a really good designer. If the designer will give you an idea, I tell people, like, if you do it this way, 100% start to finish 10 grand or whatever, 25,000, 5,000, whatever, depending on what the scope of work is. If I put it out there, it kind of like diffuses the mystery surrounding how much money someone is going to have to come up with. And so what I like to do is I just put that figure out there and let the customer or the client respond to what they think is appropriate or what they're comfortable with. And I say, okay, well, what's your sweet spot? Where did you want to be? And they'll tell you, well, I really wasn't so comfortable spending more than blah, blah, blah. Okay, so this is what you could get for blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to tell you, it really helps to get the ball rolling. Because when people don't want to talk about money, you don't need to be there as a designer. They do not need you there because it is a profession. It is, a, it is work. And designers need to be paid for the work that they're going to do. Now, let's talk about what that work is. Or maybe you want to first just continue the conversation about what they can expect. Yeah, every designer is different. You took the approach of telling us what would happen when you show up. Basically, you walk through the property, find out the scope of work that the client is looking to do. And then you sit down with them and you talk about whether or not they figured out their budget. And if they haven't figured out their budget, we have formulas and ways of showing them how to think about their budget and what they need to think about when they are planning their budget. Because if they only have a certain amount total, they have to think about all the different people that are gonna be involved in their project that they have to pay. Painters, the designer, fees, the furniture, the fixtures, the plumber, the electrician, depending on what's happening. So I'm gonna take it from this approach that every designer is different. So some designers may come out and not charge you if you live within a certain radius of them, right? They may come out, not charge you, meet you, but they're not going to give you any basic ideas about your house. They're basically going to come and interview you and you're interviewing them. And that's basically what it's going to be to see if you can even work together. In my opinion, it doesn't need to be done in person. You should know whether or not you want to work with a person once you're on the phone with them. Zoom and with all other kind of technology, you don't even need a Zoom. You need to, you know, you need to use some of those wonderful tools that are out here nowadays so you don't have to go, especially if it is a dis. Exactly. And so if a designer does charge you to come out, usually it's because when they get there, yes, there's going to be the interview process, but they might get a little more in depth. Every designer is different. They might start giving you some general ideas about what you can do with your space. Of course, that's not their final idea because they really need to sit down and think it through and know your budget and everything. But, you know, this is the time where they're kind of being very creative and in their thoughts when they're looking at your space. That's one thing you have to think about when 
you do pay a designer for their time because basically you're paying for their time and their expertise. And usually the consultation will take between an hour to two hours of their time as well as your time. But this is something that you're looking to invest in and that you're calling a professional in to help you with that investment. So you have to think about it that way. Sure, you're paying the person for their time, but you have to remember the wealth of knowledge that they have. When it comes to telling your designer your budget, it is imperative that you know what you want to pay for design fees and what you're hoping to spend on everything else. The designer is not going to try to take all the money that you say that you want to spend because we do have trade only discounts still available to us that can save our clients a lot of money. And on top of that, most of us pride ourselves coming in under your budget. It makes us excited because you thought that you were going to have to pay something and you didn't because the designer is like, hey, guess what? We came in under budget. So don't be afraid to communicate and talk to your designer about your expectations and how much money you are willing to spend because some designers may have to walk away because it might be an unrealistic number for what you want. So that's something to think about. What say you, Alicia? I totally agree. Okay, so I had something I wanted to share in reference to people being uncomfortable telling their designer what they want to spend. It's really an investment. Your home, you've already made this huge investment to buy this property. And this property is going to appreciate over time. But also you have to live there and you want to be comfortable. So it's really an investment. You're making an investment in your home, in yourself, and in your well-being. That's all. I agree. I don't think all the money needs to be spent in one place. I think a good, to your point, a good designer will talk to their client about how to save money, give the DIYer consultation. I don't know if you've done this, but I know just not too long ago. The client wants to be able to do their own house. I respect it. So you need someone with you the experience to help you to give you a roadmap, you know, to give you marching orders. And I can do that. I used to be an educator, right? So I can definitely help you to map out the plan. So I go in, you pay me a fee for an hour. And I go in and I leave you with a floor plan sketch that I, you know, I can sketch of your space. I tell you resources and where you can go to get the things that you need. I've done a color analysis and consultation so that you know what colors to paint and you know what colors and fabric to look for in order to accessorize your space, where to put plants, where not to put plants, where to put the furniture, what size of the furniture. I've done that. And people appreciate that. And I can leave you with a bunch of resources and people to call. And while I'm with you in that one hour, I can even send you a bunch of links to furniture and accessories and finishes that I think that I've recommended that you should go buy and where to get them. Now that to me is worth more than $500. That's all right. I mean, that gives you your marching order. It's like, this is what you need to do over the next six months or whatever money you have, and this is what it could theoretically cost you. And they could buy it, yeah, slowly. Yeah, that's another thing that I've done before. And even, like, people have done things slowly, and then they may want to call and just have another hour of my time to go over with the things that they purchased and make sure that it looks good and that they're on the right track. And so some people like to pay that way. 
you know, they have some idea of what they can do. They can take direction and then you kind of just guide them maybe by the hour every so often when they need to speak to you. They just pay the hour or whatever or two hours that they need you for. Or if they need you to come shopping with them to make sure that they put things together. I've done shopping trips with people before. That's always fun. Or you could shop for them for resources. I have a client who's, who has me on retainer because she's been working on her house for over a year. And she'll send me an hourly rate for maybe I'll talk to her six, five or six times. And it's funny, like I'll just randomly, I don't even bill her because she's so on it how much time I've spent with her. She's a registered nurse. And she'll say to me, all of a sudden I'll just get money in my account. It'll be like her husband transferring Uzel or something. And it's because she knows I've spent over an hour and a half talking to her or emailing or texting. And she'll send me a bunch of stuff and just say, what do you think about this? I'm going to buy this for the bedroom. I need your feedback on this. And I'll send her a bunch of stuff. And I'll say, no, go buy it from here. This is better for your house. Which lamp does, and she'll just send me money. I mean, that's like a unique scenario because she understands what I'm giving her is valuable. So then that's the other option too to have a designer or retainer if you like to do a lot of DIYers. Absolutely. And as you said, I really want to work benefit my client. I want to work in a way that is going to make my client feel good and fit their budget and fit their way that they spend money. There's no formula for this. There's no one with everybody situation because there are so many different scenarios, right? Exactly. So many different scenarios. And, you know, when you're honest with someone up front, like, listen, this is what I want to do. Am I being realistic (laughs) with what I have? And I need your help, but how can I get your help? In what capacity can I get your help? And I think that's important. I'd rather a, a client say to me, listen, I can't afford more than $250. I just can't do it. Good. Let's talk about how I can benefit you at that rate. I'd rather you come to me with a realistic figure. Don't come to me talking about, I can't do this or I won't do that. You're putting a roadblock. You're creating resistance and you're not even allowing me to come up with a formula that I will be able to present to you that will make you get what you want. Right. Exactly. I'm sure there's things that I'm forgetting that I've done in the past. I love your reminding me of those kind of people who just need, oh, I did a virtual consultation. I had a client call me and say, listen, I've got a whole bunch of ideas. I want you to see the space. I don't need for you to come here, but I do need for you to look at it. My my wife and I, we're not agreeing. And I need for you to weigh in on these things. Where should I spend my money? And they walked me through the space. They gave me ideas about, you know, what this one was thinking and what she was thinking and how they're not agreeing. And I gave them 35 years of experience on how to resolve those challenges. And it was running well spent. There's so many ways to do this thing. I think if, if there's a designer out there that will tell you that they only work one way, shame on them, you know, because there's so many different. No, people have to work with what makes them comfortable. You know, so I I respect that. If they only do virtual consultations or e-design, then hey, they only do e-design. I respect it. There's reasons why people do these different things. You know, they may have different 
scheduling situations. They need to be home for their kids at a certain time. But I'm not so, talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you have to be flexible because there are so many scenarios out there. Unless you just don't want to deal with those scenarios. You don't want to, if you don't want to deal with a client who doesn't have $50,000, you know what I mean? That's fine. You know, you got to know yourself and you have to know what you're willing to do. Yeah. Like I said, the design firm I used to work at, it was like, yeah, our clients probably made no less than three million a year. Yeah. So, you know, any less than that, that's out the budget. No problem. That's your target market. Once again, nothing wrong with that. No, there's all different types. If you just need pure aesthetic, then, you know, you don't have to call an interior designer either. We spoke about that before. But some designers do like to do both. They'll do pure aesthetic and they'll do their design job, you know, when it comes to like working with the different trades and actually changing up the space physically. So you have that too. If you want to work with a designer, you just, like I said, you find out what capacity you can work with them and they will let you know, you know, they will definitely let you know. All right. So I think that's good for today. I think people can understand what a design consultation is and what it entails. Next week, we'll do part two of this discussion, which is more in-depth analysis of creating the budget, as well as talking about renovations. So thanks, guys, for joining us for Tea Over Interiors. If you have any questions for us about today's episode, feel free to reach us at truesdellemorrison at gmail.com or fill out the form in our show notes. And also, you can go to www.toverinteriors.com and you can sign up for our newsletter and when you sign up for the newsletter you can receive a free budget analysis guide to help you for your next project. Teover Interiors is brought to you by Truesdale Morrison Design. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Truesdale Morrison Design and please rate and subscribe this podcast to help us improve and grow. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Nice job, ladies. Carry on.